Coffee does something to the mind. For some, it energizes and helps them think. For others, it helps calm them down and take away the day. For these two ladies, we still haven't figured out what it does. <laughs> this big bulky guy, <laughs> bare-chested with a burning log on his shoulder. And Come back here, Jeff! Join us as two best friends with differing opinions take on life, faith, fear, and everything in between. It's a whole, it's a glorious scam. I love it. This is The Unstable Brew. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of The Unstable Brew, where we'll discuss all things not quite normal, brewing up in our lives, this world, and even beyond. I'm Taylor. And I'm Charity. Let's get brewing. Whoop whoop. Happy spooky season, everyone. In honor of Halloween, one of my personally favorite holidays, we'll be sharing our own kind of spooky experiences that we had in some of our childhood homes, um, some spiritual dreams that Charity has had. I haven't. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> um, and just kind of some really quick, very brief research on just some origins of Halloween based upon our religious views. Yeah, so we decided to make it brief because we had already planned out this whole episode to be spooky themed and we were going to talk about our ghost experiences. Oh no, we like started that. off with looking up like, let's just find two sentence horror yes. stories and let's open this episode with that. And then we're like, ooh, let's do research. And the things that you. we found, we were just diving in and we're like, okay, we at least need to add like just a brief thing. We'll do an entire episode on this, I'm sure next year. So as you probably know, most Christians don't like to celebrate Halloween. And if they do, they do it in a very laid back sense of doing the harvest festivals and doing carnivals and things like that. Something to make it a little bit lighter, more enjoyable for children and families as a whole. Uh, because a lot of Christians see Halloween as being quote unquote satanic or paganism or uh, demonic. They don't see the joy in it. They just see the trickery, I guess you might oh, say. Oh, so we have bounce houses and hot dogs going on. They see children dressing up as witches and warlocks and ghosts to be a way of making light of something that most Christians see as very serious. That's where a lot of it comes from. And they also see the holiday as itself to be a way of worshiping Satan. And I feel like a lot of that is not full knowledge of the holiday itself. Oh, it is. But also brief knowledge on the holiday itself because it does have some pagan backgrounds, but there's a lot of things that made Halloween to what it is today. I mean, for example, in the research that I found, which I thought was really interesting, I'd never heard of it before, was that you can trace trick-or-treating back to a Christian holiday. Yes. All the way back to medieval times, like, I never realized this, but trick-or-treating started for All Hallows' Eve, which is what Halloween came from, but it is the evening before All Saints' Day or All Hallows' Day, which is a Catholic and Christian holiday. So I and I never noticed that before. So that's actually was part of what I was going to bring up. Was it really? Yes, because I was like, if I'm going to do research, I need to also be considering, keep in mind of like, okay, so like, we're going to talk about like the Christian side of this. Mm -hmm. Why not? I find like even a snippet of where like they correlate. Yes. And so I was able to actually find the a little bit of the reasoning behind why the Christians kind of adopted some of these pagan traditions um into kind of what we eventually 
grew to know today and some like yes. really fun fa- like, I, found, I found two really fun interesting things that i hope you don't know <laughs> oh i'm <laughs> see i've i've done some basic research on halloween before um so like i know of the pagan backgrounds and i know some of its history but it's been a couple of years and i did not do a deep dive into it right so i'm sure that there's some stuff that you found that i didn't know so do you know what like the holiday we're talking about is called oh uh Okay, the pronunciation of this holiday. So I saw how you <laughs> I saw how you spelt it, and then through when I looked at it, I actually backtracked, and I was like, I need to change what she put because it said both ways. Yes, it is said technically, but I've heard it said both ways. So, so I don't know which is right, which is wrong. So the you spelling say what of you it. I'll, I'll do. I'll do a little bit of both. The spelling of it is Samhain. It's S A M H A I N. But I believe that the actual Celtic word is Sawhin. That might be what I mean. I've said I've Samhain. heard it or Samhain. Yeah, yeah I've heard it said by people who are from Scotland and Ireland. But, you know, they speak so quickly. I can't always quite grasp it. Okay. But real quick before we get into that, I did also just want to give like a explanation as to what All Saints Day is, because I thought it was interesting and in how it correlates into not only halloween but a lot of different cultures Mm -hmm. um and how they celebrate halloween yeah so like with all saints day also known as all hallows day which is where you get all hallows eve which translates translates to halloween um it happens on november 1st of each year and it's Basically, where Roman Catholics and Orthodox Christians will get together and they'll celebrate on November 1st, um, honoring all of the saints that have passed on and have attained heaven. So what was interesting was the fact that they will spend All Hallows Eve, um, especially back in the medieval days, they would have the poorer Christians would typically go to the wealthier homes to um, they would exchange prayers for food and bread, which is where trick or treating comes from now. Um, But I thought it was interesting because what you see here is the same thing that you see with Dia de los Muertos. Golly, I butchered butchered that. that. I sure did. Oh, Uh, my God. Dia de los Muertos. You still butchered it. I'm still butchering it. Carry on. Day of the dead. Thank you. Day of the dead. I'll say it in English. Good. You're not alive. (laughs) You just offended so many people. I'm so sorry. I'm not Spanish. I can't speak it. No, you're white as (laughs) Carry on. Oh, please forgive me. Um, But anyways, it's so similar to Day of the Dead and... Even with Samhain, I feel like, where you're honoring people that have passed. Yes. And you're trying to connect with them and things like that. And I'm like, yes, we're Christian. Yes, we're not supposed to technically, you know, like communicate with the dead and communicate with our ancestors. But this is an entire holiday as Christians and as Catholics where they honor people from our culture that have passed and have attained heaven it's the exact same thing i love i love that you came across that i thought that was very interesting i never put that together before so i'm just gonna interrupt and i'm gonna throw in like my little bit that i found with like christian and salwin yes because i was just really i'm gonna just read it as is i found this on a history channel website so like i can't go wrong with this yeah um 
As Christianity gained a foothold in pagan communities, church leaders attempted to reframe Samhain as a Christian celebration. The first attempt was by Pope Boniface in the 5th century. He moved the celebration to May 13th and specified it as a day celebrating saints and martyrs. The fire festivals of October and November, however, did not end with this decree. So in the 9th century, Pope Gregory moved the celebration back to the time of the fire festivals, but declared it All Saints Day on November 1st. All Souls Day would follow on November 2nd. Interesting. I saw that and I was like, that is really cool and i knew you would love that so. that is so cool yeah no i never knew that before i'd never neither really, did i like so i've I always like, heard of all hollows eve right and i just thought it was like an old time way of saying halloween right which i mean yeah technically it is that's where the word comes from and I but i'd never knew. heard of what it was because i'm not an orthodox christian yeah so i'd never celebrated that well before. and i always knew that like november 1st was always all saints day because mm-hmm. it followed after Halloween and All Hallows Eve. So I always knew growing up that there was a level of respect and spirituality involved with this particular time of the year. Yeah. Um, Like that was just inherent all the time. Um, My guardian who claimed they were Catholic, even though they never practiced, would say... And I could be completely wrong. That's why I said never practice. Um, But I knew November 1st was All Saints Day and it had something to do with you're not supposed to wear white or I don't know. Really? I don't know how true that is. And that's the thing. I did not mentioned briefly as a kid. So it never really stuck. And I could be totally I did not look up the specifics as to how All Hallows Eve was celebrated. I just picked up on the fact that, you know, they would go the night before to collect beer and food um, in the manner similar to trick-or-treating, right. and that would be used the next day to celebrate. So, Samhain is viewed as a religious thing. Yeah. Halloween is more family-friendly. It's what we know as trick-or-treating and dressing up and the costumes and everything like. So, there's a very distinct difference between the two concepts and i want to show nothing but the utmost respect for this because again this is a religious holiday for people and they take this very seriously yeah and i want to show that kind of respect so my first question do you even know roughly when sal win was actually first mentioned it's based off of a of a person right uh, a person who is believed to be a god but then proven not. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm going to mention something. About I'm, I'm trying to remember <laughs> when this would have been done. So obviously you mentioned the Pope who tried to change the date. And that was in the 5th century. So I would say maybe around the 1st century. So it was the 9th century when they made those changes. With okay. that being said, um, there was the first mention of Samhain in Irish literature was 9th century. Wow. So just keep that in mind. That is when it is literally, like it has been written down. Wow. Knowing how long it's actually been practiced, I did not go that deep into it, but obviously a lot longer. Um, 
It is associated with many important events in Irish mythology. Samhain was marked by great gatherings and feasts and was when the ancient mounds were open, which is seen as portals in the other world. So whenever you go to Ireland and <laughs> I know Ghost Adventures has done an episode out there and I want to say Ghost Hunters might have done an episode yes, out that there. Yes, Ghost Hunters has an international uh, um series yeah and i believe that they went there so in ireland there are literal mounds throughout the the country and you've noticed that there aren't really anything built on them and stuff like that is because these mounds were seen as the portals to the other world so during this time these the the veil between the two worlds is kind of opening up and it's allowing these people to be able to commune with their ancestors interesting um so that's why it's like and they found different ways of celebrating and everything like that. Um, at one point, Salwin was thought to be a god, but that has actually been proven to be false. For most pagans, Salwin is viewed as a time to mark the end of the fertile season and embrace the darkness of coming winter. Okay. So that's kind of like the overall aspect. <laughs> I did brief research and I found so much information. Like I oh, yes. had to actively stop myself because I was kind of hyper fixating and I was trying to find like little things to bring up. I will do that all the time. Like last year I did that over Christmas. I did that over Valentine's Day. You did. There's so much oh, information. You, because you're a part of our town's like community leadership thing mm -hmm. for a semester, you ended up finding out that we apparently have like a serial I don't, I can't consider yes. her a serial killer though. I don't consider her a serial killer. But she, she's a murderer. She's, yes, yeah, she's a murderer. She's considered a serial killer because she killed supposedly more than two people. Two of which oh. were her children, and I believe one of her husbands were all presumed to have been murdered by her through poison. Right. Uh, well, I guess I can't really say presume because no, presume because she wasn't found guilty. No, she wasn't found guilty. We all know that she did it, but she wasn't found guilty. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll do. We'll we'll discuss that one at a certain point. But yeah, that's an interesting case. That one was a wild one, and to find out that it came out of our town, it made me go. How many more true crime stuff could we actually find in our time? Because the thing right? is, is, we had, there, we had arson. Few. We had like the time where we had a really bad arson problem. We it's had an arson. We had buildings. a murder of a police officer. When was that? 2007? Was it? Wait. Or eight? So let's fast forward to where some traditions have kind of popped up and uh, a few of these are actually traditions that were found to be done during the middle ages um as the middle ages progressed so did the celebrations of the fire festivals bonfires known as sam Gnagans? look s-a-m-g-h-n-a-g-a-n-s yes i just spelled that for y'all because i don't know not how to even say gonna it. try to pronounce that <laughs> Good luck. It would be insulting for everyone. Well, I definitely did. <laughs> Which were more personal Salwin fires near the farms and became more of a tradition purportedly to protect families from fairies and witches. Oh. Um, so that's kind of where that 
aspect of things started to show up as more middle ages which honestly if you look at some of the literature you can kind of pinpoint where some of like certain fairy like mythological things start becoming a thing and fairies i always manage to associate with the middle ages yeah probably when a lot of well that's when about to say that's when a lot of that stuff you see start to pop up in writings and theories and lore, a lot of that Look, popped up I'm in the Middle sure, Ages. I'm pretty sure there's a fairy in my house or some kind of trickster. <laughs> and I say this because I have managed to lose two things in my house. And I can't tell you where I've managed to lose these two things because they are not in the places that they should freaking <laughs> be. The two things that I'm missing, I've lost my credit card. And then I managed to lose a flashlight. Here's the f***ed up and funny part about the flashlight thing. My husband saw where I sat it down and literally had the thought process of, I should probably move that. We'll lose it if we don't. And then kept walking. And now we can't now it's find it. His uh-uh. aunt bought us a new freaking flashlight. Because he, he called her one day and was like, hey, do you have to remember the brand of the flashlight? that we had because we lost it and we actually really liked it. It was a pretty nice flashlight because we were going to get it ourselves. And then she just shows up with this $90 flashlight and we're That's like, nice. woman. I keep forgetting that his family is in town now. I know. It's weird. It's as weird. <laughs> it is so strange for me to know that his aunts live in the same town as us when like we have spent 10 years of that not being a thing. That's so weird. It is weird to me. Let me rephrase. It's weird to me. One of Matt's, one of my husband's aunts did live here at one point at the same time. Another, is that the one that you don't really communicate with? Yes. Yeah. How did you figure that one out? I could just tell. Something about your demeanor just completely darkened when you brought this up. You just, and then there was the other one. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't, we don't talk discuss about her. her. <laughs> I mean, I will eventually tell what my problem is and just kind of get the general public on this because mm. I think it was completely wrong. But that's it a, was that it that, was. That's a story for another day. Oh, my God. That's going to be our <laughs> phrase. They're going to hate us. Um, Here's here's. This is my favorite fact. I already knew you this. You did a whole happy dance. It was I adorable. I did. Because I learned this fact from my favorite podcast, and that's why we drink. Ah! So this is one of their like earlier episodes, but I just like this fun little fact. It made me happy. Okay. Carved turnips called jack-o'-lanterns began to appear attached by strings to sticks and embedded with coal later irish tradition switched to pumpkins jack-o'-lanterns were never always pumpkins they started off as turnips no i did not know that that's so weird. It's one of my favorite facts about Halloween because it's so random. I'm, I'm really glad that they moved <laughs> to pumpkins because I'm trying to picture a turnip with a face and it's not working for me. I feel like it'd just be terrifying. Oh, jack lanterns are supposed to be terrifying. They're adorable. Turnips are just, that's just weird. <laughs> Who thinks turnip? Mm, yeah, I can carve something into so, that. So here's the thing. 
the like how jack-o'-lanterns got started is tied to a whole other different story that was part of the and that's why we drink episode what m covered was on halloween Mm -hmm. specifically which was super fun and like they talked about this little bit and i kid you not i like squealed with excitement because i'm like this is the best (laughs) thing ever so this last little fact is the best one of them all. Oh my gosh. I read this and I was like, I have to share. Okay. Serious face now. In Wales, men tossed burning wood at each other in violent games and set off fireworks. In North England, men paraded with noisemakers. The whales when I read men tossed burning wood violently. That's the thing that got me. They tossed burning wood at each other violently. Do you not realize? If, if the audience could hear the look <laughs> on my face. <laughs> I'm speaking no words because it's all coming out through the look on my face. What? It's just <laughs> it's ridiculous. I had some of the wildest Did you mental see them? <laughs> This big bulky guy, bare chested with a burning log on his shoulder. And he's Come like, back here, Jeff! And Jeff's like this tiny little person that like will not survive. And then you got the Brits just running around with little cacklers, just ah! <laughs> the chaos that ensued. Oh, it's ridiculous. I love see, it. I'm so see, thank you. Thank you. I I read that and I died. I originally wasn't going to take screenshots. I was just going to read this and pick it out. But then I read that and I went, no, this is this is going in the episode. Yes. How am I not going to put this in the episode? Like, excuse me. So then I just decided, you know what? I had a couple more screenshots. We'll see where this goes. I love it. But that that was the one that like made me go. Yes. <laughs> See, and so next year we'll have to do an entire Halloween podcast over the origins of Halloween because there's just all of these little tidbits you don't know about, but they just make it that much better when you look at this one night and all of the centuries that have made it into just a chill night now where we all just dress up and oh, get candy like, and watch spooky movies. Here's another because I'm in a, a private Facebook group um, full of like-minded people um, who are also more spiritualists. It's, it's a great safe space and mm-hmm. I get to learn really awesome interesting facts and everything so it's great. One of them posted a picture and it was some origins of Halloween traditions and I immediately saved that picture because she posted it. I okay. saw it today and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect." So we already know about trick or treating um with the all on All Souls Day in England, people would give out pastries in exchange for prayers for dead relatives. We know about jack-o'-lantern where scary faces were carved into turnips and potatoes in Middle Ages to ward off evil spirits. Um, what we don't know, we'll throw into more fun stuff, is masks and costumes. Ancient Celts would wear masks to avoid being recognized by ghosts. Yes. Um, that's pretty much a given. I think I everyone know that one. relatively mm-hmm. knows that you dress up to scare off the, the spirits. Which is why, like, even just a hundred years ago, 
costumes were not designed to be cute. No, they, they were, were designed to be terrifying. If you have ever seen oh, the a Halloween sap, photo, like the yes, mask, the like, Halloween the photos fuck? from the night to the <gasps> the early 1900s are absolutely terrifying. No. They are not meant to be cute. <laughs> no, um, this one I actually did not know. Um, orange and black in pagan harvest celebrations. Orange symbolizes crops and black represents the death of summer. Interesting. So when I kind of stumbled across a little bit more of what Salwin was, what I ended up seeing was just kind of a brief, very, very brief thing. And I kind of read it and I thought this was cool, but I never dove more into it. This gave me an opportunity to do such a thing. But from what I remember, what I from what I saw last year is this is almost kind of viewed as kind as like a New Year's kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're coming to the end of the cycle for you to then prepare to begin a new cycle. And yeah. so during this ending of this cycle of the year, you're kind of taking the time to think back and appreciate what your previous uh, year has done. Everything you've harvested, you've learned, how you've grown. This is a time for you to learn how to let go of any grievances you might have. It gives you an opportunity to uh, commune with your ancestors if you're able to do such a thing. Um, I was reading a lot of the stuff and some of the things you could do, which I actually kind of recommend you doing, Charity. Oh. I think it would be very beneficial. But some of the ways that they would show respect for their ancestors and their past loved ones is they would make altars oh yes kind of like on day of the day yeah and so they would make altars and they would have pictures and they would have things of their loved ones and it was kind of like they would like uh, some people will have like a seat at the table for them so and i i was as i was reading through this i was like i think this would be good for charity to do for the holidays because of kind of where like where holiday time is going to be falling for you i think it would be beneficial for you through your grieving process of you've i mean you already took (laughs) you already took your dad out to hocus pocus (laughs) into dinner i feel like you kind of giving him kind of like his own little altar during the holiday time where you can provide like his favorite drink or you'll like you'll leave like a Mm -hmm. little snack as kind of like an offering to him this would be the time for you to do that um because the veil is going to be so thin right now and it's just really beneficial so i think you should do something like that i like the idea of it i likely won't do it i know you won't that's okay One for the fact that if i'm being 100 percent honest while I see the beauty in family altars, like for Day of the Dead and things yeah. like that, they creep me out. <laughs> oh, but especially if I were to pocket? do one for my father. Yeah, no, I can carry my dad in my pocket all day round. Someone asked me why am I? Why do I have a random stone? Oh, it's my dead dad. That's fine. You want me to build an altar with his face everywhere? That'll freak me out. I don't know why. Not, I don't know why. It's like I'm, my mom. She can't have. A pile of his dust on her mantle but, but she can have a vase full of them a vase full of rocks is fine it's just my brain i never <laughs> said for you to have pictures of it you literally have your dad physically here i'll bring i'll bring the rock 
just put a rock on the table and go here's yeah. here's whiskey and here's a snack enjoy dad it's kind of like what i did at hocus pocus i gave him one piece of popcorn you see you've already done it once but see for me it's more of a fun thing to kind of make me feel like i'm doing the things with him that i never really got to do when he was alive due to his health and his that's anger issues fair. and a ver- variety of things it's not you're, really me you're, do- you're showing respect to him as the dead it's well it's a little bit of respect uh, you're, you're, but it's you're also more healing, of a healing process yeah, you're healing your inner child exactly with so okay um i get it I'm there's also push. the thing you know as christians we're not supposed to make altars for the dead mm-hmm. and we're not supposed to try and call upon our uh, ancestors yeah so i won't be doing it for that reason as well that's but true. also it's again it's just super creepy okay i don't need to do it i mean <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that that's completely fair i was just it's i was like reading they're it. beautiful to me whenever i see like all of those setups on day of the dead things like that mm-hmm. I love to look at them. You have a, a if respect I were to, for it. You're yes. just not going to do it for yourself. I'm not going to do it myself because okay. it freaks me out. That's okay. There's no that. There's nothing wrong with that. Now that we've kind of talked briefly on our different views on Halloween, though I say all of that, I don't practice Satwin. I just think it is very. It's a very interesting spiritualistic practice mm-hmm. and i completely see the beauty in it oh yeah i so can see the beauty in it's it it's beautiful sure. and i just wanted to show respect so i just want to first say i don't practice i literally am one of those heathens i'm like oh halloween i feel like dressing up and i like all the cute creepy things and who's not gonna want to buy a bag of candy of 355 pieces of candy yes my husband did do that nice i was not expecting it <laughs> he texted me one day and he's like and it's hey. not even like y'all are gonna get a bunch of halloweeners no halloweeners <laughs> <laughs> what is the word for that halloween halloweeners work can you see the little like wiener dogs <laughs> is your son gonna dress up as a wiener <laughs> he's gonna be spidey he's gonna be spider-man so <laughs> Well, now that we've gone down our rabbit trail of a brief history on Halloween and some religious things on that, uh, you know, one of the things I would like to share is I am like, I believe in the spirits. I believe in the ghosts. I believe in the creepy. I think they exist. I've had my own experiences, Um, experiences I didn't realize were experiences until I became an adult. And I was informed by my family going, oh, by the way, the house we lived in was haunted and i'm like huh how did you not know like you say that you didn't realize they were experiences what were they that you didn't like know that they were experiences okay so so what it is is when i was itty bitty so this was i think it was eight mm, eight seven eight nine range um because this is before this was during the time of my parents had started their divorce process. Mm-hmm. Like we had just moved to Texas from New York because my dad got stationed here. They like were together for X amount of months, divorced, moved in with my grandparents. Um, so that's like, yeah, it was between the age of like seven or eight during uh, this time frame. Um, ghosts weren't really talked about at that point. I don't remember any conversations on ghosts, spirits, anything like that. My interest in the spirit side, like the other the other world and just everything about didn't happen until middle school. And yeah. it was because I was around other adults who just 
happened to talk about it and we watched ghost hunters at that point and so like that really went oh this is a thing they were amazing oh. i love them i will rave about them forever because they're just their show was so comforting and fun and it was a good show it, it was i enjoyed that show so I didn't really understand the concept of ghosts or spirits until about middle school time. And I didn't realize that our place was haunted until I became an adult and my grandmother and my mother were talking and were just kind of like, yeah, shadow man, blah, 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 blah. I remember seeing cigarettes on the outside of the window. I went home. Like, I, I, I kid you not, like you could hear my head whip back with, I'm like, excuse me? I have a question. Where did the ghost get the cigarettes? I don't know. Who is selling cigarettes to a ghost? I don't know. The convenience <laughs> store? I have a question for the convenience store. You know what? <laughs> that explains how they have so much theft. He just, just goes to like a sketchy convenience <laughs> store on the corner and like a pack of cigarettes disappears every so often. And they're like, where the f*** did he go? I don't know. I don't know. Don't question Shadow it. Shadow man up the road. He just, he comes and grabs. You just, you don't mess with him. <laughs> so I didn't know about any of that until I became older. And so that's when I backtracked and I thought about all of the weird instances mm-hmm. that I, I t- don't know how an eight-year-old me was able to like rationalize this at eight, but I was able to essentially rationalize enough of some of the weird things that it just kind of was. Yeah. Um, one of the things that wasn't scary. Um, first off, I'll also say this particular house is massive. And at one point, this massive house was two stories. Um, this at is one point? When it was originally built. Oh. It caught fire. Mm. So when it caught fire and they rebuilt it, they just left it at one floor. So I was just, so that information and knowing the size of this place i was like this was two stories what and then i will say this house was also sketchy because when my grandparents lived there it actually caught fire two other times while they lived there and it was like the fires that started were like random made no kind of sense fires it just you know most people go their whole lives never enduring a fire of any sort for the fact that their house caught fire twice after already having a fire yeah. history. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so that's that weird thing. But when I was younger, there were these uh, horizontal blinds that had the weight at the bottom. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, those are kind of hard to like move. Yeah. You have to have like a good gust of wind. You have to walk past them relatively quick. And we're not we are not talking about the plastic ones. We are talking about the old school fabric yeah weight at the top weight at the bottom my great-grandmother had some of those those things were heavy yeah so it takes a, a, a little bit to get those to move yeah those things would move on their own so many times so many times I lost track of how hmm. many times those would just randomly move and it would and you would think oh AC cut on yeah however I remember seeing those move when the AC wasn't on. That's where it would be interesting. The way they moved when I'm like thinking back on it now, they very much moved in the kind of manner like someone had walked past it quickly. So interesting. (laughs) So I witnessed that. 
Um, some stories that I was told was my grandparents would sometimes get a whiff of perfume that no one else was wearing. Um, uh, my grandmother and I don't remember, I don't remember if this was like a dream encounter or if she was awake and she encountered, but I will share, I am not the oldest out of my cousins, technically speaking. I had a cousin who was about a year and a half older than me, who unfortunately passed away at the age of two from a very rare cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, all of that to say, uh, my grandmother once told me that she saw my cousin in the hallway of that house. That... And kind of a sense of like, I'm just coming to check in on everyone because my mom. Wow, that would freak me out as a mother losing a child and seeing that child in the house. Oh, no, this was my grandmother seeing her niece. That that would not her niece, her her, her granddaughter, her first granddaughter. That would still that would throw me. Well, um, so and um. I was told that was shortly after she had passed. So there is that. So I really do think it was just one of those instances of like, I'm just coming to like check in on my family real quick before I go on and do my own yeah. thing. Um, but the interesting thing that I never thought about until I was an adult, my mother made a comment at one point about the shadow man. And I went, what? My grandmother agreed. And my mother told me the room that she ended up staying in um, in this place was her old room at one point when she was kind of in high school. And she said that she remembered seeing like cigarette buds on the outside of her window in the backyard of the house, Mm -hmm. which was like creepy and sketchy. And they could never figure out what it was. And they stopped at some point. I also slept on the same corner of the house and I distinctly remember at this time I was not afraid of the dark however we moved into this house I got put into this very back room kind of in the corner of the house and all of a sudden I needed to have night lights maybe it was just the space freaked you out you would think except for I would be fine throughout the day in that room I could play in that room I could be in that room I was fine it was when it started to get dark I would get this very unsettling feeling you just get really anxious all of a sudden I didn't want to be by myself in Mm -hmm. my room is really what it was additionally there would get to a certain point where in the backyard where my windows faced because I had two windows kind of in the corner and they both faced in the backyard so lots of privacy um my grandfather would do yard work and so and he would do yard work until it got dark and he couldn't do it anymore i would like poke my head in there and be like oh let me see what he's doing once it started to get dark i was terrified to look out the window even though i knew it was safe because i felt like someone was standing there or looking in or something oh just that's a, creepy it was a very un just an uneasy feeling yes and it was one of those i was eight so I thought, oh, I just have this rational fear at this age of 
the dark yeah because that makes total sense but the fact that you'd never had it before that Mm -hmm. moment i mean kids can get spooked in new places in new houses but this is a home that you knew it's a house that you knew especially during the day you felt safe in so for you to suddenly have this fear of the dark at night in a place where you should feel safe and it was is unusual it was only in my room i will add because Hmm where my room is very weird we kind of had like our essentially our own apartment without within this giant house is massive i i like yeah i would i need to try and find a picture on google and show it to you at some point so you can just see like a bird's eye view of just how big it is and me try and describe to you how the layout was within that house because it's wild it's i would be interesting to I would be interested to hear the background of that house, Mm -hmm. the causes of the fires, if there were any like murders or deaths in that house, specifically in maybe the room that you were in, like, because obviously you were picking up on something. Or maybe like the shadow man was kind of like the original owner of the house and Mm -hmm. the house caught on fire for some sketchy reason, who knows. But I've been wanting to do history on this a particular house because of just all of this and then my mother my mother and my grandmother making comments and i'm just going like excuse me and the fact that they i never mentioned and here's the thing i never told them about my feelings yeah again i was like eight at the time so i i get you i was a hyper aware eight-year-old whose parents were going through a divorce and so therefore i just rationalized the out of a you learn to not say something unless you absolutely had to say something correct 100 i guess um so i never said anything and so for them many 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 years later to mention this house to mention the shadow man to mention in the particular corner of the house that my mother and i lit like stayed in and I said nothing this entire time. It made me go, maybe this? Yeah. Maybe I've lived in a haunted house? I don't know. Well, see, <laughs> so I know for a fact that I lived in a haunted house. And growing up, you know, diving more into my faith, ghosts in the sense of human beings, we die and become ghosts is not something that I believe in. The spirits that I believe in are more, they're either going to be angels or demons or spirits sent by god or by the devil right to to influence us right there was a house that we lived in when we first moved to the hometown that i grew up in we moved there when i was about nine stayed until i graduated high school or rather we moved there when i was about six or seven and the house that we moved into it was a really nice house, but there was just always something a little bit off about it. Uh-huh. And thinking back to that time, like we were definitely huge targets for like spiritual warfare because we were going through so much, so much as a family at that time. My dad had recently been diagnosed with diabetes, which obviously he did not take well. Um, no, he at did all. Not. He did not take care of himself. He did not handle the diagnosis well. And now we see where he is now. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. (laughs) You gave me a chance. I took the shot. This is where we are. Carry on. You're welcome. So anyways, he obviously, yeah, you're right. You see where that kind of went. 
On top of that, my mom was in college. She had gone back to school at this point, so she was stressed out constantly. My dad was stressed out with work because he was trying to figure out how to live with this new diagnosis while working a hundred hour weeks. And your mother is a goddess on earth. She dealt with so much with two insane kids, college, my dad's diagnosis, my dad's anger issues. And then at that point in time, you know, I come to find out later in life that they were having some issues in their marriage at this point, which is understandable. And my dad had to go to a mental hospital for a couple of weeks. It was it was a dark time. So to think back on that and to realize I was picking up on these negative spirits that were in our house is very unsurprising. Yeah, they feed on that. If there's any negativity, they will feed and foster that so and in that house i can remember vividly i would go to sleep at night and i would have constant nightmares about things attacking me about things trying to kill me graphic dreams and mind you again i'm like seven to ten years old in this house so i'm young that's terrible these are like i'm having these graphic nightmares uh, when I do wake up in the middle of the night or if I'm just up in the middle of the night, I can hear people talking in the living room. And I know that at this point, my parents have gone to bed. My brother's gone to bed. Like I, I would even peek out sometimes when I got brave enough. There would be nobody up. But I can hear these voices coming from the living room. I could sometimes see like a shadow pass by the door. Um. Yeah, your house was haunted. Specifically, the main thing that really confirmed in my mind, we need to move. At the time, my dad was a youth minister. And my brother was in youth. I was too young to go to youth. So my mom went one night to go pick them up. And I was home alone. And I was being a normal kid sister watching movies in my brother's room because he wasn't home to stop me. Right. So I was home alone in my brother's room watching Mulan 2 and I got super annoyed because our dogs just started howling in the living room and they were like losing their minds just straight up howling at something and I'm like what on earth is going on so I'm a little nervous but I'm like they're they're disrupting my movie I need to go how dare they how dare they Uh, so I get up and I go to yell at them and the moment I open the door there's just this shadow figure like directly in front of me like full embodiment it looked like a man but it was just black so i scream slam the door and my brother has this medieval times wooden sword in his closet so i grab it and i curl up in a ball in the corner of his bed in the corner of of his room and i stare at the door and i'm just rocking back and forth in the fetal position saying it's not real it's not real it's not real it's not real and i did that for like 10 minutes until my parents got home and i'm telling them all of this and my dad's like maybe we should call it pastor a priest someone like i don't remember where my parents went with it after that but nothing really came of it we were in the house for like another year oh my gosh (laughs) yeah and then another very specific moment 
I remember I was playing in the living room and the dogs were outside and they were like really focused on something in the yard. I could not tell what it was. They were further back. So I just was like, I wonder what they're messing with. Right. And vividly, I could hear someone whisper into my ear, it's a snake. (gasps) And I'm like, what? It, It was very vivid. It just, it's a snake. So I I get curious and I go out there and look at it. And lo and behold, our dog has cornered a garden snake and is like chewing on it. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm clairvoyant. That's cool. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, that house, that house messed me up. And what's terrible is that, yes. Is this house still standing? Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. I want to do research on it now that I'm an adult and see, like, were there murders there? Like, what happened there before we moved in? Could or was you, it just like, something that fed off of us? Do you remember where it's at? Mm-hmm. I could tell you the exact address. I want to drive by it the next <laughs> okay. time we go. Deal. Okay. Deal. Yeah, that house was insane. And, you know, we talk about generational curses and family right. curses. unfortunately, that shadow figure I don't feel has ever left. Uh I feel it still with my family. Specifically, I still feel it with me. I've had multiple spiritual dreams. I've told you this. Yeah. Where there was something there laughing at me or talking to me. And it would often be that that same type figure. I don't know how I'd feel about that. Oh, it's 100%. I know that there is a negative spirit attached to my family. That's why we have so much anger. That's why there's this abuse, like, you know, generational abuse pattern that we have. I can kind of see. I do believe it's this negative spirit that has attached itself to us. Hmm. And that is my goal, is to break those chains. At least break them. (laughs) At least... Unfortunately, I would say if that is a fact, um, your brother has a lot of work. Yeah. To we be able do. to break that. We you, both do. The you, fact that I recognize it you, and I can feel this dark presence yeah, around me, you recognize I feel it? like I can battle it better. Uh-huh. Which means if anything, you would at least break it for your kids. Which is the goal. I don't... I can already see in Alex this anger and I, I've told Daniel this I'm like He's, this is 100% it is it's your ga- family it is the gath right temper and that temper can spark on a dime so I try really hard to be calm when he gets so frustrated Which, let me just say and, I <laughs> praise you for that because I see it I recognize it, it you it's so, hard even though I can feel that you're like you want to scream and you want to yell and you want to like react in such a negative way mm-hmm. I can also see within you that you are trying so hard yes. to like not let that win so I just want to say I'm so proud of you for working Thank through you. this even though <laughs> Your child is a hellion, and it's hard. I'm just like, any, I, I any know person, he gets this from me. Any person who, like, makes parenting look easy, I would like to know your secrets, because I see... It's not. It's, it's not it easy at all. one of the hardest jobs you can do, whether you have a partner who's helping you, whether you are doing it as a single parent, whether it's God bless kid, single parents kids. out there. I could <gasps> not. Nope. Oh, my gosh. No, I just... And so I see this same 
just darkness in him and i'm like i want to make sure that he knows how to fight this Correct. as a child so that way he knows how to grow up with a better coping mechanism right whereas i just saw my dad's explosive temper and just put holes in walls Learned to punch a pillow. Screamed in silence in the car. Like, you know, it's not... No biggie. It's and, like, I didn't punch a person sometimes. That's, so that's a win. That's sometimes. helpful. Don't, don't ask questions. Sometimes. I only hit two people with my car. That's another story. So- <laughs> what? They got in my way, Taylor. It was just their foot. Who? Was it your brother? No. Oh. <laughs> There's a reason guys were kind of afraid to date me in high school. I had some anger issues, okay? I'm surprised your <laughs> husband f***ing survived. Good night alive. It's fine. It's fine. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> so anyways. You have very interesting stories. I and do. as much as I know that you and I could absolutely ramble on and talk forever because we have a problem that's just what we do um you talk about your dreams and it's just it's very interesting when it's just halloween time i feel like when it i i do i feel it is a fact as it gets closer and closer Mm -hmm. to halloween you can tell in the the air the the veil is thinner i'm sure during your um quiet times that you've been doing recently you've probably felt a little bit more of a stronger energy with Mm -hmm. your with, with your devotional um in my private facebook group i have a lot of people who are psychics and mediums and are sensitives and they have made comments of like yeah you can tell um and so, I think that's why there's a lot of Christians out there that do, I guess, fear as well as are just kind of put off by Halloween because they know that the veil is thinner. You can feel it. Exactly. It, and they want to protect their children from that. Don't so blame I get them. it 100%. I do. I don't think it's something that we need to prevent them from experiencing. Yeah. But I do think that children need to know the truth about it. I think it's good to educate them. Yes. And have a better understanding because it's not like Christians have a point of view, but there's so many other Mm -hmm. practices out there who view this time in one way or another and just being educated makes a huge difference educate yourself on everything no matter what religion you believe in no matter what hobby you're getting into educate yourself but i'm sorry what's not to love about dressing up for a day as whatever you want and go get candy you want to know what i'm dressing up as for halloween this year for what? at work which is going to be hilarious oh. because oh i think you told me this i think uh, maybe it's going to be hilarious because i also have my first physical therapy evaluation <laughs> that day so not only do i have to go into work late um because it's at 10 o'clock and they're like we only do our evaluations on this day at 10 i'm like oh i guess i don't have a choice um, Um, you get what you get it's halloween (laughs) but it's gonna be on halloween day and i absolutely plan to go to work dressed up i'm sorry like come on i'm here for it i am dressing up as louise from bob's burgers but i'm dressing up as louise from the episode where she essentially gets blackmailed and having to participate in this like pixie ordeal Oh dear. Um, and it's a it's a whole it's a glorious scam. I love it. Um, it's gonna be adorable. It is. Though. I already have my fairy wings, oh. and all I have to do is um, get 
purple ribbon or a purple bow and then just glue it to the ears because I my Louise costume was actually like one of those spirit Halloween costumes and I've just spent the past two years now just upgrading the hat a little bit to where it actually stays up and has stability I added a headband this year so now it's not gonna flop around so i'm excited i love it yeah and i have an obsession with bob's burgers so i love it i don't know that i'm actually gonna dress up this year i might try and do like some spooky makeup like you know there was this girl that we saw at the party she had oh my god i love like, her makeup rainbow spider webs those were adorable i might do something like that if you do it you need to do it and red and blue so that way you can match your son since he's dressing up as spider-man <gasps> yes that's what and you need do to the do spider webs he's spider spider mom. Oh, spidey mom oh she, doesn't she die though no aunt meg no a- aunt may aunt my may? god aunt may <laughs> don't judge me uh, all the f- judgment don't judge me all the judgment aunt may does not that well she died in this universe in this universe yes she did but in no other she uni- died in the in the in the peter parker one the peter parker one they're all peter parker the one that we had growing up she died in that one too no she didn't yes she did no she didn't yes um- she did the go uncle, back and watch those movies uncle ben's the one who died uncle ben died first and then aunt may died I want to say in the third oh, movie. Oh, then that's why I never finished yeah. that. It was so boring. As soon oh, as, as, as the guy shows up, I'm like, I'm out of here. I've done the checked OG out. The OG Spider-Man. I never finished the third movie. Were my favorite. I never finished I the third movie. I love those. I'm never going to finish the third movie. I've seen the other Spider-Man. I mean, it's it's understandable. As an adult now, I don't like them as much. As a child, I loved the OG Spider-Man. Tom Holland Spider-Man, in my opinion at this point, by far, hands down, the best. I love him. Him and Zendaya. Oh, I mean, all of the characters, all of, okay, rabbit trail. Anyways. (laughs) Um, You could either be Spidey Mom or just like, you could just dress up as you are. And if people ask, you go, I'm Aunt May. I'm Aunt May. There you go. I love it. You don't have to dress up hard. You just have to wear your usual clothes and then just my mom outfit yeah and then you just say your aunt may Boom. i love it there's your halloween costume so with that being said that is a wrap of our unstable clearly unstable spooky episode we wish our listeners all the good vibes and safety during this halloween season please practice safety in all spiritual please, levels please, please. practice safety with going out in public with your family with your children it is you know it's a crazy time. Just be safe out there, folks. That's yes. all we're asking. And if any of our listeners would like to send in either a spooky story of their own or just a fun story from like trick-or-treating as a child, definitely. Anything. Yes, anything. Nothing sexual. Please. Oh, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll have our executive uh, producer filter those for us. I'm sure he'll love it. Oh, yeah. But you may definitely send those in to our email at theunstablebrew at gmail.com. And we promise to read all the emails and share any that may fit into a future spooky episode that we may cover. You know, if this survives for a year. Yes. <laughs> Please remember that we are available for your listening displeasure on Spotify and Apple Podcasts right now. Please 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 help us grow like share subscribe talk about us and good things no negative energies no negative vibes we're not here for it no no um we will be back next time with more unstable content bye